Men of honor, strength, and integrity have long been essential in society. The Honorable Man Podcast is a celebration of such men. Here, we will discuss men in history and those today that exemplify what it means to be an honorable man. Let's go. All right, let's go. Hi, everybody. I'm Ed Jones, and welcome to the Honorable Man Podcast, a podcast dedicated to men who've chosen the path of honor, strength, and integrity. If you're looking to become a better man, you've come to the right place. All right, guys, this, uh, this episode's a little bit different than uh, what we've uh, put out in the past. I did an interview with a friend of mine, Chuck Orzakowski. Uh, Chuck is a like-minded individual, an honorable man um, through and through. Uh, Chuck uh, does a lot of work with veterans organizations, specifically Team Red, White, and Blue and Challenge America. We go into some details on on what he's done with those particular groups. Um, And I think you'll like his story. So uh, stay tuned for the interview. And then, uh, as always, leave us a rating review. If you like these interviews, these one-on-ones, we'll be sure to get some more of these out there to you. Take care, guys. Chuck? Ed, how are you? <laughs> Look at that. Look at technology, bro. <laughs> it's amazing how it works, huh? First of all, first of all, when, pronounce your last name for me and the audience. It's Orzakowski. Chuck Orzakowski. Perfect. That's actually much easier than I than I thought and have tried to attempt in the Orzakowski. Orzakowski. Got it. All right, so, yeah, a little background on us, right? So we met when both of us were working for a gentleman out of Cleveland, an entrepreneur. You were working in one of his businesses. I was working with another. Um, you know, when you when you meet somebody, when there's some, some instant synergy there, I, I felt that we were kindred spirits. And, um, you know, we hit it off right away, right? I, I yeah. Think was. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You were a little bit intimidating when I first met you, though. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I, I, I feel that. <laughs> but why? I why think, do you say that? Why do you say that? Well, I mean, you, you, you know, it's, sometimes you get a scowl on your face, and, and you know, I think we're gonna have to see a video of you one of these days. But you get this scowl when you get serious, and so I might have been a little intimidated off the rip. But uh, but man, I think we've been friends. I mean, that goes back to like what two thousand yeah. and uh, yeah, when was that? Probably two thousand ten. 2000 yeah maybe a little bit maybe a little bit later than that maybe because no, i was that, no. yeah i was in scotland in, until 12 and so i think i got back i think about 2014 okay okay yeah, yeah, yeah. i get there about you know you yeah. bounce around from from job to job and in your case continent to continent and country to country <laughs> you kind of forget uh you know that's what resumes are for right to keep track of all that, that that's right but yeah, I agree. I agree. We, uh, I, I felt like there was a uh, good synergy there. And, you know, even to this day, you and I, and another friend of ours were, we're still pursuing business interests and those types of things and um, looking to collaborate in the future. But, um, you know, specific to the honorable man and, and the things that I'm doing and, and my team's doing podcast wise and with our social club and stuff like that, um, you have, you have a pretty, pretty interesting background. So for the listener, why don't you just give us a quick background, you know, just you know the 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 ten minute ele- five minute elevator speech on on who you are, where you come from, what you're up to, and those just go from there. Oh, geez, I'll try to I try to do a good job uh, in this five minutes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, you know, I'll probably just have to get something out of the way up up front here. And sure. uh, I I am originally from the Pittsburgh area. <sighs> Where we, uh, where we cue in the the boo soundtrack, I, I get it, but uh, yeah, we're gonna have to edit that part out. But that's yeah. fine. That's fine. But uh, no, from 
I, I get plenty of uh, I get uh, plenty of fun with it here. And uh, truth North be told, Ohio. Pittsburgh is one. Pittsburgh is one of my favorite cities. Truth be told, I love Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's it's a great town. So it is. But uh, yeah, blue collar neighborhood and um, uh, very similar to you know, what I find here in in, in Cleveland. But um, but yeah, I went off, became an engineer, and spent twenty five plus years in operations through a, a variety of different industries. Um, anything from um, manufacturing large diesel engines for the Navy and polyurethane products and printing. And then I, I found myself in an interesting opportunity uh, with a startup in Scotland, uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, building bionic hands, of all things. I'm not quite sure mm. on my resume created that opportunity, but, uh, but moved the whole family to Scotland for a few years and, um, and then moved back to the U.S. Uh, um, there's a little bit of a story there as to how I was terminated in Scotland, but maybe we'll save it for another episode. <laughs> but uh, but find our way back to the U.S. and we landed here in Northeast Ohio, and I I began working for some great companies, and then you know eventually as the turn of events happened, uh, you know we met in 2014. So um, I, I live in the Sagmore Hills area. I've got a a great family, a wife of uh, 27 and and plus years. Although I never count too far ahead because I have to keep my behavior and and check absolutely um, absolutely yeah, good woman right. hold you accountable you gotta take care of our ladies um yeah. and i've got two children one uh my uh oldest is a son uh studying plastics engineering at uh penn state and uh, a great daughter who's a freshman down at uh university of cincinnati um studying marketing so wow she picked the fresh she's a freshman at cincinnati great year to be down there right with the football team doing so well and you're pretty, not kidding pretty exciting I became like a Bearcats fan out of right, nowhere. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, for fun, I guess, um, you know, we're, we're going to get into the veterans uh, piece mm -hmm. of things, but uh, but for for fun, and, and you know this, Ed, I like to find unique ways of torturing myself. Yeah, speak to that. Yeah, so when I was in Scotland, I had a, a cousin, I guess I can blame on this, but he said, hey, we got to do a tough mutter when you get back. And uh, I wasn't much of a runner. I was more of a pickup sports kind of a guy, you know, pick up, you know, I, I played my sports up to high school, but, uh, but another, nothing too serious. I never loved running, but, uh, but anyways, he convinced me to do a tough mutter. I think that was in 2012 and I did a couple of those. And then I said, well, why don't I run an ultra marathon, even though I had never run a marathon, so I went right to an ultra marathon and a trail marathon. And then I did my few attempts at a hundred milers and, go rock events. And so, yeah, I, I find, um, if there's any listeners out there that want to commiserate with me, you know, feel free. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, I, from a tough mutter to a, to a, where'd you go from a tough mutter to a marathon or a hundred miler? No. So I went from a tough mutter, uh, right to, uh, what's called the fool's run aptly named. It's, uh, <laughs> it's down in peninsula and it's a 32 miler. It's a trail oh, ultra boy. marathon. Yeah. And, so, uh, what what lessons have you gleaned over the years, uh, specific to um, endurance events, and specifically to, <laughs> to what uh, to the sadomasochistic uh, side of you? What 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 keeps this going? I mean, well, you hit those the nail on painful. the head. I think my my number one advice is just don't do it. You know, stay in bed. <laughs> it's warm there. Um, and, um, you know, other than maybe a backache for sleeping in too long, that's all you're going to get. Yep. Um, no, but see, I, you know what? I think um, 
you know, I was, I moved back, uh, I was 40, you know, right around 40. And uh, I just felt a need. And I think maybe men feel this way at a certain point. Um, but like, man, you know, what, what am I doing to myself or for myself to really challenge, challenge me? And, mm-hmm. you know, do I have the, do I have the grit? You know, do I have any toughness in me? Like, you know, have I ever tested it? Um, and I think you know, there's a, a lot of men in their forties that probably could answer that question pretty easily, especially those that have served and seen combat or, you know, just, you know, m- maybe you have those experiences, but I just think I was missing that. And so I just wanted to find a way of stretching myself physically. And, um, as I soon found out, and again, the listeners that, that may be the sadomasochists out there as well, mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes to ultra marathoning or go rucks or, I mean, it's a lot of mental. And so I, I really, um, I really found out pretty quickly that it goes beyond just the physical and probably 60, 70% of it is, is that mental side. And so it really gave me an opportunity to just to toughen myself up on the mental side. And I, I think I, I think I have, I don't know. Have you noticed after doing, you know, any, the, uh, the number of those events that, that your, that your mental toughness has, has developed and it's helped you in other areas? Yeah, I think for sure. I, I, th- I think, um, What's it rein? It's reinforced to just get after it and just get it done. You know, like it, mm-hmm. it's going to be painful. It, it there's going to be times when something hurts and doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be out on a trail, right? Right. Uh, up to mud or you know feeling the pains in your knees, but you know just the day to day grind. Sometimes like you know you just have to dig down a little bit deeper to get through something. And so for sure it has. And um, I think there's plenty of ways of toughening up your mind <laughs> other than beating yourself up yeah, on, sure, sure. out on the course. But no, I, I think for sure I've, I, I picked up some mental toughness. Well, that's, that's, you know, you, you said something earlier that that's, that's really true at a certain age, men wonder if they have it right. If they, mm-hmm. if the shit hits the fan or if they've got to go above and beyond, do they have the mental toughness to perform when, when they have to? You know, especially if you have a family, you, you worry about those things putting being put in a bad position. Um, so, yeah, that's I mean, that's a cottage industry, right, is is proving to men that they either they do or don't have it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's and it's just really grown the the ultra endurance uh, marketplace or the number of events has just skyrocketed. Uh, there's so much demand out there. The prices are going up. But, you know, there's there's a lot of of great uh, you know, organizations out there that, you know, it, you know, you, you find a passion for, uh, you know, for challenging yourself physically and mentally. And there's just a lot of great organizations out there that I, that I could speak to, but, um, but for sure. Yeah. I, I think sometimes we just need to test ourselves in different ways. Yeah. It's funny. A hundred years ago, we didn't need to do that. Right. Life was hard. Every day was a struggle. Every day was a grind and life has become so easy and uh, the creature comforts are, are so plentiful that we actually have to challenge. We have to find ways to challenge ourselves now. Um, right. Which is a good yeah. and bad thing. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You think about it, we've, we've gone from just within two generations of having to put in, you know, 12 plus hours on a farm, physical hard labor to spending 12 hours sedentary. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of today's men and i was one of them i i think and and i'm a work in progress but you know i i think that you know we there is some opportunity to toughen ourselves up through through some through some hard trials physical trials and mental yeah 
hundred percent, hundred percent. So you had referenced uh, briefly your, your work with veterans. So let's, let's talk about a couple of those organizations. So tell us about team red, white, and blue. What, what is that all about? Yeah, you bet. So uh, 2016, I was uh, looking for an opportunity to kind of to give back and maybe we'll we'll touch on that a little bit later as to the why. But, you know, I found this great organization called Team RWB stands for Team Red, White and Blue. Um, Their whole uh, their whole mission is to enrich the lives of America's veterans through physical and social activities. And um, and primarily, you know, it was born out of a uh, post 9-11 veteran, Mike Mm -hmm. Irwin, who really um, when when he when he got out after several tours he didn't find any organizations that that focused on post 911 veterans and especially some of the 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 trauma that they had experienced and you know he had a lot of friends that that just came back um and found themselves inactive and they they kind of lost connection to to the mission or to their to their tribe or you know what, what we tend to call a tribe Sure. And so Mike formed the organization. Um, this was uh, a little over 10 years ago. It's grown to over 200 chapters across the U.S. We have chapters in a lot of our Ford operating uh, uh, bases or elements all throughout the uh, U.S., 200,000-plus members. And then here in Northeast Ohio, we have, um, we have 900-plus members. I the, became the chapter captain in 2021. You talk about timing in terms of trying to get people out and physical and, and active in 2021. Yeah. It might have been something that happened in 2021. Yeah, yeah. Shut things down, I think. I heard something about that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I can go into more detail if you'd like. I'll give you a little bit of rundown. Yeah, yeah, by all means. Go ahead. Yeah, so, um, you know, again, like I said, we have, you know, 900-plus members in the Northeast Ohio region. We go everywhere from the um, Pennsylvania border on our, I guess, our eastern flank. <clears throat> all the way west as far as uh, Sandusky and as far south as about Hudson. So we have a pretty large geographical area. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not set up like a VFW or American Legion that may have a hall, for instance. Um, you know, we're volunteer leaders. Besides myself, I've got um, a number of uh, leaders uh, in charge of athletics and social and service and so forth like that. But we meet, uh, you know, we, we meet monthly. We just, you know, pick a restaurant or oftentimes a brewery and just, you know, do our planning. And, and, and really what we do is we put together events, in-person events throughout the entire year. Um, it could be walking, running events. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we do have some crazy people out there like myself and a number of veterans that are preparing for marathons and ultra marathons. So we, we do things like that. We do uh, rucking events, um, cycling events, swimming events. We, we just cover a really a broad range of physical type activities. But and, it's physical, and, right? It's focused it's, on the physical? Yeah, physical first because, you know, there, there's a science behind, um, uh, you know, how important physical exercise is to our, to our mental. Um, sure, sure. You know, mental health. And so we really, we, you know, sometimes we need to use a social event just to connect with a veteran. So we, we do things you know, dinners or, or coffees and, you know, in the mornings or whatever on the weekends. And uh, we'll even, we'll even entice some folks with donuts. We might do like a donut run or a donut walk, you know, where mm-hmm. you get rewarded with a thousand calories afterwards. <laughs> sure. but, uh, but yeah, ultimately the idea is to, you know, make an impact on those veterans that have, um, that's kind of maybe lost their way or maybe not even they've lost their way, but just to create a new, sense of community um, in their community. And so it's something else I want to point out. So, 
you know, some of the listeners might be thinking, well, you know, I'm not a veteran and this, this sounds like it's a veteran organization. And so while, um, yeah, our focus is on veterans, I'm a civilian and about, you know, 30, I have never served. Um, so grateful for those that have, but what's amazing about team red, white, and blue, unlike other, you know, maybe veteran service organizations is that we're about 30% civilians and that's by design. Um, I think Mike Irwin, when he founded Team RWB, realized that in order to bring veterans into the community, you need the community to be involved. Well, guess what? The community is made up of, of civilians. So how do we right. make that that connection? And so, um, you know, again, for the listeners, I, you know, if you're a civilian out there, this is a, a, just a great organization to help to help you find a way of of serving, you know, those that have served us. Yeah, fantastic. And we'll be sure to link to the organization in the show notes of when, uh, when this particular interview um, is published. Um, so, yeah, that's fantastic. That that, that sounds like a, a great organization, Team Red, White, and Blue. Um, Challenge America. So, so again, looking at your, your profile on LinkedIn, I, I you know, great LinkedIn uh, page, by the way. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, a lot of work has gone into that, I can tell. Um, so tell us about Challenge America. That's another veteran organization servicing veterans. Is that correct? It is, yeah. So Challenge America is a nonprofit based out of Basalt, Colorado, and uh, it was actually founded by Amy Grant and Vince Gill. Oh, really? It, oh, fantastic. It was, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to meet them yet. They, they have done some concerts for the um, – some, like, really small venue concerts for Challenge America out mm -hmm. in uh, the Colorado area, which um, – the executive director is promising to get me out there one of these days, but yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you talk about two great individuals that wanted to try to find a way of, uh, of giving back to our veterans. So they, they formed challenge America, I think back in 2009. And my first involvement was in 2019, the, um, the executive director, Dallas Blaney, who, um, is a Cleveland area native. He wanted to find a, a good place to launch an initiative called cam vets. And it, it essentially stands for Challenge America Makers for Vets. And the concept was to try to uh, bring together teams of volunteers that would develop some innovative solutions for the unmet needs of injured veterans. And so that 2019, I think we had like eight or nine veterans from across Northeast Ohio that had you know, varying degrees of uh, physical or in some case, um, you know, even had some uh, mental type challenges. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, yeah, so the idea was to, to go out and recruit small uh, volunteer teams of, you know, people from a, across the, a spectrum of um, of talents. And then for, um, I guess it was about four weeks, focus on just rapidly innovating and creating some solutions and ultimately within four weeks it was like kind of developed like a prototype mm -hmm. and and maybe look at you know finding local industry if it's a physical product or an agency that would create an app you know in, in some instances so um so yeah that was in 2019 and um so i like signed up like on it was literally like two hours before the event was going to kick off and it was it was um um, at St. Ed's. St. Ed's has, um, for those of you that may not know, they have a, just an amazing innovation and science center. And um, oh, great. We had, I did not know that. 
Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And they've been sponsors of it since. Um, and their students actually participate, which is just, it's amazing to get, you know, students actively engaged and thinking about, you know, our veterans. But, um, but yeah, so back then, 2019, um, I got drafted um, on to, to one of the uh, teams um, called Team Todd. And so we had a, a local Army veteran who was a, a bilateral amputee. Oh, and boy. essentially missing both both hands and um uh, there's a story behind all that which i won't go into but uh, essentially he wanted to be able to use his phone and and computer much right. more easily ultimately to take college classes and, oh, okay. and so yeah you may think well a simple solution would be well just you know if you can somehow put the the phone on speaker or you know or whatever you could just you know but think about it from his perspective, like, do you really want to have all of your conversations open out in the public to, you know, just have a phone there on speaker all the time or right. class and so forth like that. So like we had to solve the problem. Like how do we help him like pick up and hold a phone and access a phone or a laptop, you know, and he's missing both hands, you know, you know, we, we take for granted all of the, the technology that we have at our fingertips, but when you don't have fingertips, right. you know, oh, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's that's a good point. But yeah, our, our team, so we had like a Honda engineer, we had um, someone from a design firm, we had a seamstress, um, we had a few nonprofit executives, we had a student, and then we had myself, and um, yeah, we, we worked hard at it, and, and we had something for him to use, just totally blew my mind, but we had something for him to use within a week. Really? And yeah, yeah. That's and fantastic. Yeah, it was, and you know... I don't know if there's an, uh, an opportunity to cry on your show. Do you permit that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> so believe it or not, his, his first opportunity to dial a phone was to dial his mother and just, just shocked her that he was, he dialed that phone himself to call oh, just to man. say hello to his mom. That's, you know, we gave him, amazing. yeah, yeah. And, and somehow a, a strangers, you know, we bonded after a week of working together and it, it, it you know, you have kind of a kickoff meeting and then you work remotely, but, but anyways, we're, we're, you know, we come up with a solution and now he's talking to his mom on the phone. So we were able to get him from dependency on someone else to then be able to pick up and to dial a phone. And so we, we were pretty excited. So I can't say enough about that program. Um, at 2021 was a tough year due to COVID and getting people physically together, but, but I'm working with them to, to try to get us back uh, try to get CAMVET program back to Cleveland, hopefully in, uh, in 2023, M maybe this fall, we'll see, but probably 2023. Uh, that's a beautiful story, man. That that's, yeah, you're right. All the technology that we take for granted, like you said, it's, that's at our fingertips, but what do you do when you don't have fingertips and you guys were able to come together and wow, just an incredibly short amount of time come up with a solution for this for this veteran and allow him to call his mom good lord it, yeah, yeah that had to be yeah. that had to be a touching touching moment so so where does this passion come from chuck you're like you said you're a civilian so where does where does the passion to help uh veterans where, where does that come from when, when did you first notice it and you know obviously you took the step to, to to make it happen and get involved but where does that come from yeah yeah so i i think somehow i might be the illegitimate son of john wayne and <laughs> and maybe a little bit of Clint Eastwood because, you know, I grew up in the uh, the 70s. I won't completely date myself, but, 
You know, I grew up watching. You're older than me, movies. though. That's fine. That's fine. Everybody knows. I, I might have you by a few months. <laughs> um, but, but I think you just you look younger. So. Oh no but. way! <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you're lying. <laughs> oh, all right, I'm trying to get away with it, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, you know, everyone grew up in the '70s. You remember those black and white war, war movies? Oh yeah, and, you know. I, I took an interest to that. And, and as I got older enough to like kind of uh, learn and, and hear like, well, my dad was an army veteran and he had an interesting background. He was, um, there's a little bit of mystery around exactly what happened, but he was injured um, shortly after finishing up boot camp. He was down in Fort Benning and um, he was preparing for ranger school. I didn't even know what ranger school meant at the time, right. um, but uh, he was preparing for ranger school and, and there was something that had happened and um, the family doesn't know a whole lot. And um, unfortunately, my dad passed away um, a number of years ago, but so I never really got to the full detail, something he didn't talk about. But but anyways, yeah. I, you know, he's 100 percent disabled and I spent a lot of time in the VA hospitals as a young child. And um, for those of you out there that may have done it, um, you know, when you walk into a VA and it's full of veterans, um, you know, the, 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 the veterans that are there, you know, they, they see a young kid come in, you know, they're you know, giving them little, little, little tokens of things or, the, you yeah. know, it's just, it's kind of a, it's a neat atmosphere. But so I kind of grew up around that and, um, and somewhere along the line, you know, 1989, we have a golf war and all that. And um, Top Gun, I think was out, you know, we all wanted to be mm -hmm. the, the fighter pilot. So in between college semesters, I walked into a recruiter's office um, this is probably a story for another day, but anyways, there was the Marines on the right and the Air Force on the left. And I was smart enough to go to the left. <laughs> <laughs> Hats off to the Marines out there. But in reality, I, I think Air Force has a pretty, uh, pretty amazingly tough job in a lot of ways. But anyways, I walked into an Air Force recruiter. I might have been the first person to ever walk out of an Air Force recruit without signing on the bottom line, but you know, I convinced them to let me uh, sleep on it for a day, and then I maybe I wised up. <laughs> you got out of there. With it. I get out, you know, the next morning, I'm like, I decided I better just go enroll in college again. And uh, sometimes I look back and I, and I kick myself for like, man, what would have happened? How would my life have yeah. been different had I, yeah. you I signed on that bottom line? But, but, you know, no. So, you know, I'm looking at um, uh, in my workout room here where we're doing this podcast, you know, I'm looking at a Bruce Lee poster and it says, uh, knowing is not enough. We must apply. Willing is not enough. We must do. And, um, you know, Bruce Lee, besides being a, uh, an amazing martial artist is just, uh, he just had a tremendous, um, way of a thinking towards personal. He's a philosopher. Yeah. He's a philosopher. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe Modern that's a future, philosopher. Yeah. a future podcast for, for the honorable man podcast. Yeah. But so, you know, it, it, when I, when I moved back to the, to the, um, to the U S and, um, you know, you know, I had done some volunteering at VAs over the years um, when I was in Buffalo. But uh, but anyways, I came back and I said, you know what, I, I just I, as I was kind of rediscovering myself through ultra endurance and toughening myself up and kind of looking at a bigger picture, I said, you know what, to have a, a meaningful life, I think you have to ex it extends beyond just yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I said, well, if it's going to extend beyond myself, wh where do I want to make an impact at? You know, like what would be um, an honorable area um, to make a meaningful impact? And, and to me, it just, it just felt like natural to say, hey, let's, let me find a way of, of serving veterans that, you know, you know, have served us, you know, in some instances, maybe have given a part of themselves to yeah. our country or, or, or maybe entirely to our country. So to our great country. So, yeah, that, that's kind of how it started. 
Yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Me too. You know, that's funny. I, I kicked it around, never, never went through with it. Um, sometimes I regret it, not not serving. Um, but then I talked to my buddies that did serve, and they're like, <laughs> it's probably, you know, pluses and minuses, right? And you, all, you always wonder. But, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't do anything that I – I wouldn't go back and do anything that would change – the end result of where I am today. Cause I'm very happy with where I am today. And I have a lovely family and children that, that I love and adore and sure. all those things. But you know, it goes back to every man wonders if they have what it takes and the military tells you pretty quickly. Um, and sometimes carries you along until you do have what it takes, but yeah, it's great, great stuff, Chuck. I appreciate you uh, sharing that. So, so where can our listeners connect with you uh, if they want to reach out, you know, get involved with team RWB or challenge America, where, where's a good place to reach out to you? Yeah, you bet. So um, I'll give you my email address uh, for Team RWB, and I will also share the um, uh, the web addresses for the other two organizations. But um, for me directly, uh, my email address is uh, first name dot last name. So it's going to be Chuck uh, dot Orzakowski O R Z E C H O W S K I at Team RWB dot O R G. So that's chuck.orzakowski at teamrwb.org. Um, you know, if you have an interest in Team RWB, interest in Challenge America, or you just want to talk how can I get involved with, with veterans, um, you know, please feel free to reach out to me. If you want to learn more about Team RWB, they are at teamrwb.org, and Challenge America is at challengeamerica.org. Um, and Challenge America also does other programs. They've got um, uh, uh, music um, opportunities for veterans to participate in and writing and all kinds of other wonderful, wonderful things. So if you don't feel like you're to be a good maker, you can maybe find another way of making uh, an impact. But, um, but yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And next time you do something um, with, with Challenge or, or Team RWB that, uh, you know, you want to talk about, we'll, we'll be sure to have you on. Just reach out at any time. Um, We'll get you on for sure. Well, thank you, but Chuck. Man, awesome! I appreciate you, brother. And uh, we'll connect down the road and uh, keep doing keep doing the honorable stuff, right? Keep doing, Absolutely. keep challenging yourself and uh, being a man of honor. We we appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Ed. It's 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 been my pleasure. Um, I'm so excited for the honorable uh, man pa- podcast. I can't think of uh, a better person than yourself to be, uh, you know, taking on such a, a venue. So thank you for the work that you're putting in and challenging us, uh, us men out there. Awesome. Talk to you later, brother. All right, brother. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. There you have it. Our interview with Chuck Orzakowski. Hope you guys enjoyed that and got some value out of Chuck's story. Uh, Team Red, White, and Blue and Challenge America, great organizations. Uh, Reach out to them at the contact info that Chuck provided. Uh, Guys, the world needs honorable men more than ever. It's time to get out there, step up, get involved, and be honorable. We'll see you next week.